What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 23 of Busy Getting Strong, the Smith Fitness Podcast. No intro today because I'm by myself. I'm still in Lombok. Um, I am waiting to check out. So I thought, what better thing to do than to talk to myself for a good 15, 20 minutes? Won't be a uh, long one. And if the audio quality isn't as good as normal, just deal with it. Um, so I've been uh, enjoying myself for the last five days in Lombok. It's been really good. To start this podcast off, though, I want to go over our experience down at True Grit. So last Friday, we left um, to go down to Donnybrook to run the True Grit 10-kilometer obstacle course. I think there's 30 obstacles in total down near Donnybrook. Um, there was Jamie, Lauren, Sarah, Talia, Dudley, Josh and myself taking on the uh, the 10 Ks. I did the elite wave as well. So we left at uh, 8.30, our race started. And then, uh, so we finished that 10 Ks. I think I managed to get sort of towards the top 10 out of maybe 30 or 40 competitors in the elite wave, which I was really happy with. And then, so I finished that probably around 9.45. Um, took me about yeah 70 minutes and then started again with the crew at five past ten the start of the second leg for me was actually pretty damn tough um, my calves started cramping towards the back end uh, of the elite wave but then I had to pick myself up and get going again with the crew uh, it was an awesome day really it's it's a bit of a festival down there like um, not everyone's there to compete people are there to sort of challenge themselves um, but not everyone's there to absolutely rip in or try and do it in a certain time. They're there just to have a laugh, support their friends, challenge, challenge themselves physically, but ultimately just have a lot of fun. So, um, what was it yesterday or the day before I put up a little, uh, a little blog about how to train or some things to think about when you're going to do your first obstacle course. Um, and I'm just going to run through them fairly quickly in this little uh, podcast. First up for me, um, the hills were the hardest obstacle. Now, they're not technically an obstacle, but there was a hill um, in this year's course that was probably, I don't know, maybe four, 500 metres long and pretty steep at the same time. And that was, for me and for everyone else, the sort of hardest part of the whole race. The obstacles for me are generally not really that hard. Um, so your performance is going to be dictated more so by how good a runner you are. So with that said, the first step to sort of training or preparing for your first uh, obstacle course is to actually do some running. So it doesn't mean that you um, need to throw all your other training out. Um, if you're doing group training or CrossFit or whatever it is, you can still keep that up, but you want to add running in where you can. You obviously want to push towards doing the lengths uh, that you're going to see in your obstacle race. So ours was 10Ks. Um, you don't want to go into it having only run sort of threes unless you're doing some really high quality repeats and stuff like that. Um, so you want to sort of push it up towards covering that pace, uh, that distance, sorry. And for me, running on a treadmill or running on pavement is a bit of a disservice so I would definitely try and get out onto some trails onto some hills um, and some terrain that's going to be a little bit more challenging and a little bit more 
race specific. So treadmills are good for intervals, and I did a lot of intervals on my treadmill, um, but I also have done a lot of trail running, which gets you gets your sort of feet, knees, hips, everything conditioned to the unstable, uneven terrain. Um, you can work on your technique for going downhill. You can work on figuring out your limitations as to how steep a hill is, well, when you need to walk up hills, basically. Um, and we'll get to that a little bit later on as well. But yeah, getting out on the trails, doing some running is obviously the best way to prepare for a running race. The next thing is, um, and the easiest to replicate really, is training your pull-ups or bodyweight hangs or a combination of both. So a lot of the obstacles will force you to have to hold your own body weight, whether it be monkey bars, whether it be rings, uh, or whether it just be climbing over something. You have to be able to hold um, your own body weight. So training pull-ups um, as for people that don't have them as frequently as possible. Um, I feel like um, the better you are at pull-ups, uh, the less frequently you have to train them. Um, if you're not very good at pull-ups, doing them as much as you can every time you're in the gym, every day, is going to be the best thing for your pull-up, given that it's a bodyweight exercise. For those of you who have pull-ups, I like to go sort of three sessions across the week. One as a every minute on the minute sort of session with your pull-ups, one as a weighted um, session, and then one as a body weight and max reps type of session. So that's definitely going to help you um, hold your own body weight, get across monkey bars, get across rings, and climb over things. When it comes to physically climbing things, that's probably the hardest to replicate in the gym um, if you don't have an idea of the specifics of each obstacle. But thinking about it, I feel like a high box step up is probably the best way to train because there's a lot of times when you're climbing over things, you have to really like lift your knee and get your foot up nice and high on something and then push through that foot as you're holding your body weight with your upper body, push through that foot to climb onto something. So I feel like a, uh, a big box step up um, is probably the best way to go if you don't have other things to climb like walls or, I don't know, a stack of tires or um, boxes on top of each other. Those sort of things are always going to be going to be good getting up and over things. Um, the third thing is probably carrying stuff. So farmer's walks, med ball carries, sandbag carries, um, all that sort of stuff. Weighted vest walks, you can probably chuck in there um, as a loaded carry variation. And I would chuck them in around your typical strength work or just try and add them in to your, uh, your sort of uh, daily workouts. So you don't have to just disregard all your normal strength stuff, but you could add them in as supersets or finishes where you're doing some loaded carries, whatever version. Uphill would be great as well. Um, there's plenty of variations. You can use your Im imagination to sort of figure out how to uh, train your loaded carries. The next thing, and this was more for the guys racing, um, was knowing your limits. So I went in the elite wave, um, and there's very, I'd say there's very few that were actual, actually elite runners in that wave. Um, but I could see straight away that a few people were pushing themselves on the hills um, really early in the race, uh, and myself and uh, and Brendo sort of 
we're just cruising. We just sort of slowed down, walked up the hills. That was too steep for us. We sort of seemed to know that charging up the first hill might come back um, to bite you in the ass a little bit. And I let a whole heap of people go in front of me or past me on the very first hill, which is a bit of a slog, but you're fresh, so it doesn't seem as bad. And then I just caught him back up um, within the next few minutes after we get to the after we got to the top of the hill. Same goes for obstacles. Like it's all good to smash through a sandbag run, but then if a minute later you have to you know stop or slow down your pace to get your breath back, there's no point. You might have you would have been a lot better off just chilling out, maintaining a relatively stable heart rate not having any spikes that are going to send you into a low a minute, two minutes later. So knowing your limits is definitely uh, a little bit more for the guys that are wanting to do well at it or hit a specific time or race, that sort of thing. You should have done enough training where you know, ah, this hill's a bit too steep. I don't think I'm going to run up it um, and being smart about those sort of things. Obviously, it is a race, so you do want to push yourself, and you're going to be pushing yourself anyway. So I know when I was walking up the hills, my heart rate was still really elevated because you're still working hard, even though you're walking. Um, you're just conserving that uh, perceived exertion, basically. Now, for those of you, um, well, now for everyone, really, even though you want to know your limits, you don't want to go too gun-ho on things that you're going to you know, die in the ass afterwards, you still want to really have a crack and send it. So if there's obstacles that take everything physically and mentally for you to get through, this is probably more for the first timers and the guys where this is like a real challenge to go through the obstacles. Um, you've got to sort of ante up and you've got to, you got, when it's time to go, you've got to go, you've got to get it done. So even though you want to know your limits, work within your capacity so you can get through the whole thing unscathed without having these big peaks, big lows, when something comes up and it's really tough, you got to fucking get it done. So there it is. There's a bit of an uh, overview. If you read the blog, you've heard it twice now. Um, but, yeah, it was really fun. Like I said, Jamie, Lauren, Sarah, Talia, Dudley, Josh, and myself had a great time. Hopefully we can tape take an even bigger group for next year. Um, there might be another, not a true grit event, but another obstacle course coming up in March sometime that we might try and get a few of the crew um, to get around. But um, if you have any sort of an exercise or fitness habit um, and you're training with a good intensity pretty regularly, you will be able to do it. Um, even if there's a couple of obstacles that you eventually can't get done, it doesn't really matter. It's more of a challenging slash festival vibe where you'll definitely earn your beers for afterwards. Anyway, on to Lombok. Let's go. How long have I been talking for? Seriously, just sitting in my room talking 12 minutes. All right. So Lombok. I originally um, was going to be going down south uh, with the boys on a bit of a hike, bit of a camp, that sort of thing. And then I saw that we had direct flights from Perth to Lombok and it was like, oh, it was super cheap. I can't remember what it was like, but it ended up being about the same price as you pay for fuel to get to um, Stirling Ranges or Albany and back, that sort of thing. So I was like, let's go to Lombok. Um, none of the boys were keen. <laughs> and then I thought, why don't I try and turn this into a bit of a, um, a fitness trip 
see if any of the guys from the gym wanted to come, but it was a little bit late. Um, a lot of the accommodation was booked out, so it didn't quite come to fruition. And I thought, I'll still go over, I'll suss it out, I'll see if we can set up some sort of uh, fitness retreat, for lack of a better term, um, over here, given that uh, the place I'm staying, local Lombok, is set up um, sort of like that already, and they do their own fitness retreats too. So there's a gym on site, the only gym uh, in the Kuda area of Lombok. Um, not Kuda in Bali, Kuda in Lombok, which is really confusing. So yeah, it's the only gym. Um, it's a real, uh, I'd say bare bones in a good way um, sort of gym. So barbells, uh, kettlebells, you know, pull-up rig, um, lots of space. I think they've got uh, rollers, air bikes, that sort of stuff. Um, I know they do a lot of Muay Thai stuff as well. Uh, and my room is literally like eight meters from the gym, uh, which is awesome. You get free use of the gym throughout the whole day, uh, throughout your whole stay. You get... Um, well, you can go to all the classes as well. Um, I haven't gone to any classes. I've just been doing my own training around sort of my own schedule. Um, so that's sort of the reason I came. I wanted to suss it out and, and sort of see would this be a place that we could bring a crew from the gym or even outside members on a bit of a, a fitness-based holiday. Now, I haven't got myself all around Lombok. Um, I've really just stayed in the south and been hitting the beaches uh, of the south. I haven't traveled up towards uh, Mount uh, Rinjani, which is a big uh, volcano. I did think about going up that way, hit some waterfalls, that sort of stuff, and I know it's a little bit greener up there. So I've stayed in the south, uh, which is quite, I'd say, dry and hot. It's um, that tropical vibe, um, and it's all about the beaches down here. So if you've been watching um, any of the vlogs or the Instagram and that sort of stuff, if you're listening to this, you probably have. Um, you see that I've been running on some beaches, running on some headlands, trying to get up um, some hills. There's lots of hills, really steep ones, just all over the place, basically. So there's definitely some places uh, to go for some pretty decent runs slash hikes. Um, when it comes to Lombok, I'd say it's... I, we're always going to compare it to Bali, if you've ever been to Bali. It's like a quiet and friendly barley. Um, it's not westernized at all. There is like um, like restaurants, there's westernized, but there's no like McDonald's, there's nothing like that like there is in Bali. Um, and it's just so much like it's quiet. So say at like 10 o'clock, um, the roads are basically empty. Um, there's not as much nightlife and partying or if there is, it's not really as in your face. Um, as it is in Bali, uh, and it's just not, there's just not as many people, that's the biggest thing, so um, my, what was that, yeah, my little video from yesterday, I went to um, Selong Blanak Beach, um, which is like the most sort of famous beach down here, um, they have the buffalo walking along the beach and that sort of stuff, and that's the most touristy area, and it was quiet, it was nowhere near sort of like Kudo, Legian at all. Um, so, yeah, it's an awesome place over here. I feel like there is a bit of a opportunity for us to set up uh, a bit of a relationship um, with the local gym and uh, the local um, crew and sort of uh, bring a gym crew over here and have a bit of an active holiday. So 
Um, yeah, I've been loving it. Even got a few skateboards in. There's a couple of bowls around. Uh, one that was at one of the hostels up the road, uh, which is one of the best skates I've had. It was so much fun. Nice little mini bowl. Uh, it's always hard to sort of figure out lines in a bowl to start with, but I figured it out. Uh, doesn't come quite naturally to me, but I'm getting better at it. I'd much rather have a, uh, a small little ledge to skate. But, uh, yeah, it's been good. When it comes to Loka, um, the place, I'd say it's um, it's not quite hostel. It's not quite hotel. It's somewhere in between. Um, it's a really nice place. Everyone's super friendly, um, nice and clean and quiet. Um, and it's just really chilled out. But then obviously you've got the gym there that you can get stuck into and get um, and get some work done. Uh, every morning you get uh, a free well, breakfast. So it can be sort of like eggs and toast or you can go with the old uh, fruit smoothie bowl, which I've been going with, which have been really good. And that's all included in your stay. Um, they do all the sort of healthy food options as well. And I know the owner, Maddie, was looking at um, doing sort of meal planning and meal preps as well. So really um, pushing that health, wellness and fitness vibe here. Um, and it's pretty much the only place that looks like it's doing that um, in Kuta Lombok at the moment. So I would definitely recommend if you're staying in Kuta Lombok to stay at Loka um, or if not, just come and use the gym and, um, and get around the vibes out of here as well because it's really good. Uh, down here in... Uh, well, in the south of Lombok, it's really all about surfing, um, but it doesn't mean you have to be a surfer to come here. So I've gone for like one surf um, in my week here, but um, it's really set up, you know, surf lessons, um, paddleboard, um, higher, snorkeling, diving, all that sort of stuff. You can do lots of day trips, plenty of day trips to do. I sort of just made my, my own way around, hired a scooter for five bucks a day, uh, which i got to take the keys back actually. Um, and it's been a really awesome trip. So hopefully in the future I can get some stuff set up and we can bring a crew over here. But it won't probably be for a fair few months. Obviously got a second kid coming in. Shit. Like eight weeks. God damn it. Um, so that's going to keep me busy. So maybe once that's all settled we'll get something. Maybe even this time next year get something sussed. Or at least start planning for it. Uh, other than that I'm looking forward to getting back in the gym. Looks like everyone's been having a blast while I've been gone. Way too much Foo Fighters going on, but all good. I'm going to come back and cancel our Spotify. Um, now, nah, can't wait to get back. Looking forward to seeing everyone and getting stuck back in to making Smith Fitness the best place to train ever. All right, that's enough for me. Catch you guys. Peace.